Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. And I'm Dr. Lisa, and I give a shit. You know what? I This is so exciting. I am going on this trip to South Africa. I feel like I'm bragging by telling you that. A friend of mine lives there, so I'm going to stay with him. So that's really all I can think about right now. And I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, but I am going to have some of my favorite shows rebroadcast. So if you tune in on Thursdays, two to three, you will be, you will be amazingly entertained and informed. So before we get going, I'm going to just remind you that you're listening to late Dr. Lisa gives a shit on radio free Brooklyn. I'm here every Thursday, two to three. And I also want to remind you that. You should, you know what, we st- we're we starting this new podcast recording thing where you can like, it's really, it's really, really like ridiculously cheap and good. So you can, if you go to our website, radiofreebrooklyn.org slash podcast studio, you can find out all about like how you can have for very little money and you get like a tech person, you get all the equipment. We do everything. You just do like if you don't know how to do a podcast and you want to do a podcast and you don't want to spend any money, like we're it. Okay. I mean, I mean that for real. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about my guest on today, Mark O'Connell. So this is, a, this is a really big day for me, folks, actually. I'm going to explain to you who he is and then I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why. So um, Mark uh, is somebody that I'm just meeting IRL for the first time right now. That was like about a half an hour ago. We, we actually, we had spoken on the phone, but we, we actually met in person and he is really, he is really nicely dressed by the way. I meant that. <laughs> um, so what happened was I came across this book and I don't remember exactly how I came across it, but it's called the performing art of therapy. And it was by an actual shrink. And I thought to myself, there's a shrink who sees therapy from the point, same, like a similar point of view, just coming in as, you know, therapy to the art. And so I got in touch with him and he agreed to be on my show. And he sent me his book, which I read a lot of, not all of it, but I did learn a lot about his philosophy, which is fascinating and um, inspiring and also innovative, innovative, really. So I'm going to just explain to you like really quickly what my point of view on his work is so I can get him on the air. Okay, Mark. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God. It's really, I am, it's really, no, it's my, really, thank you. Thank you. And it's my pleasure. That's the healthy (laughs) thing to say. Acknowledge the compliment. So my shrink says compliments make me psychotic. Did you know that I have a painting that actually says that? <laughs> so, um, cause I'm worried you're going to give me compliments. So and I'm already worried about this. So anyway, so here's the deal. The deal is that Mark is really an expert and he is like, came up with this whole philosophy and technique of doing therapy. He wrote a book, he wrote a bunch of books, he wrote other books He's a very, very well-respected shrink, well-known in his field. His his website, if you want to find out more about him, is Mark Connell. That's two N's, two L, therapist.com. And uh, one of the things that I really respect about him is that you can contact him on his website for a free 20-minute phone consultation, which is one of the reasons I think he's a really ethical shrink because he gives 
his potential patients a chance to find out if they're suitable, if they're if it's a match, and not all not enough. You shrink should all fucking do that, okay? Um. Anyway, he has he started out as an actor. He has an MFA in acting from the conservatory that's affiliated with Brown University. And he loved acting and he got into that. But then he he was sort of really became more interested in learning how to be a therapist. And so he graduated his master's degree with honors from the Silberman School of Social Work. So he is really trained in both. But what he does is he found a passion and a way to use his theater skills. A lot, uh, he says, has to do with listening in order to develop um, a technique where where he really sees acting integrated into his practice as a therapist. And one, one of the things that, this is what really impressed me, folks. Okay, so you're listening closely now. This I'm going to tell you what really impressed me. What really impressed me was the responsibility that he took on as a therapist, that the way that the him... And the way therapists in general listen, the way they make the way like he recommends therapists should videotape themselves, like the way that therapists present, listen, interact has a lot to do with the process of therapy. And I think a lot of therapists don't see themselves this way. They they think they're trained and then they put a lot of the responsibility of the of what happens in the room, you know, on the on the patient. And I think that that Mark has a way to really own everything that you are as a human and integrate that into being a therapist. And so that's what in particular impresses about me. But until I, but let me just explain to you the rest of the episode, what we're going to really be doing here today, because Mark agreed to do this, um, is that um, I sent some of my videotapes and a set audio sessions and a whole bunch of stuff, and Mark generously um, has reviewed them. And today he is going to critique uh, my my performance, my ability to be a self-proclaimed or how I manifest as a self-proclaimed therapist. So I have never really gotten any real feedback, and today is the day where I will be getting feedback from a, a, a light. I have no formal training as either a therapist or a performer. And Mark has uh, credentials galore in all of that. So I'm very, very uh, grateful to have. Thank Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank, thank you for you. agreeing to do this. Thank you for reviewing my work. I loved your book. Just explain in your own words before mm. we get started, like a little bit about how you see your practice because I explained it. You explain it. Well, first, thank you so much for that reflection. I'll call it a reflection. I mean, it shows that is exactly why I think you are so great at what you do. I mean, it, you're a great listener. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm so moved by by that description of what I do. Um, I, uh, I'm a therapist and I think I actually don't do uh, practice therapy much different than many therapists. It's just the way I think about it um, as uh from using my acting background allows me to take responsibility for how I am in the room and how I listen, how I engage uh, my scene partners, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like to think of my clients as scene partners. I don't, uh, I I like them to feel that they can participate. Even if I'm just listening, I feel like we're, 
we're partners and, and we're trying to help them find um, the expansion of their inner life, really. That's the goal mm-hmm. of therapy. And um, so where I see both uh, the art form of acting and, and therapy merging is both of them are about uh, uh, acknowledging that we are many things. There's many different versions, genuine versions of who we are as people. And acting and therapy both give us that opportunity to find that range of of, of, of uh, self, really, the selves. And so you you see practicing therapy obviously as a growth experience for yes, you too, obviously. Absolutely. In the same way an actor does uh, finds each new character to be a growth experience. Right. And I really think of it that way that I have a certain amount of of experience and technique um of course that makes you feel safe enough to work with me, right? Because I'm going to be responsible. But I'm also naive. I'm beginning from a place of naivete as a, as a good actor would with their character because I don't know who this person is yet. Mm. Um, so I'm mostly, it's a mode of not knowing, as mm. one of my uh, mentors mm-hmm. once said. And, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, and that's what really good acting is too. You're l- being led by curiosity. Mm. And, and I love that. And I think of, I mean, I know I use the word performing art of therapy, you know, performing, you know, sometimes people, other therapists cringe because they're like, it's not a performance. It's not, we're not being fake. It's not about, and it's, it's, we're not entertaining people. And it's true. That's not what I mean by performance. I mean, I'm, I'm, I I use the word to be provocative, but I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, I think of it more like the rehearsal aspect of being an actor where there's a continuous, uh, uh, you know, curiosity. There's a continuous uh, risk taking and failing and figuring things out and trying things out and um, and playing. It's well, mostly play. One of the things that strikes me, and you know more about the, you know you know, you're much you know more about this than I do, obviously. But um, I see a lot of the, I've been to a lot of therapists, guys. So I find an experience is often, and this may be just me projecting, but I often see the therapist as the authority figure mm-hmm. in the room. And what you talk about is a real collaboration. And do you think, do you think that's, that there are a lot of my complaint? Do you think there are a lot of authority figure therapists and that they want to be that way or they're trained to be that way? Like, can you comment on that? Well, my answer to that is, and I think it's the problem with the world right now too. Yeah, right. Is that it's it's fear. It's we 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 double down on you know we hide behind uh, you know some credentials and all knowing and and sort of the right answer um, when we're afraid mm-hmm. um, when we don't have the confidence to be curious mm. and and I think really we should we all be led by our curiosity and certainly a therapist should be led by curiosity mm-hmm. and and I but I think we're less afraid to do that. When um, when we feel safe in our own skin and we feel safe to uh, uh, to to listen to someone mm-hmm. um, and that requires knowing yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it, mm-hmm. there's nothing to be afraid of if if you have a framework for what you're doing, first of all, mm-hmm. um, and you know where your boundaries are and you're just clear about that. And from there, there you can find a, the freedom to explore and be curious about but, someone. But um, I think a lot of therapists are afraid that 
could be afraid that their clients are going to doubt them yes. if they show. Well, they will doubt them because we live in a culture where people want instant results. The insurance companies uh, yeah. sort of, you know, help, you know. That was another thing that I thought we you could we could get you to comment on briefly before we move on to the rest of the show. But I'm curious about one of the things that always bothers me, has always bothered me about therapy is like when you want to quit, it always seems like there's so like the therapist is like, <laughs> at, like you're a heathen or you're doing something horrible. And um, the, the, the how therapists and what I'm wondering about is how therapists manage that feeling of like this person isn't going to come back, which must be a, mm. a loss of income and B an ego an ego bash. Like how do therapists, how do therapists think about that and talk about that? Right. Well, it, it depends. And you're on... really busy, by the way, guys, this guy's <laughs> booked up with long-term patients. So <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he doesn't have that problem. That's why I feel comfortable asking you. Com- uh, right. Well, that's, I, I, the way I, I like to work long-term and the people who find me to be a good fit with them are people who want to work a, 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 on mm-hmm. a continuum and, and mm-hmm. continue to explore themselves and um, so, but so I don't necessarily find myself in the position. Not a problem for you, but how well, do other therapists talk about it? Do they well, talk about it? Well, but the reason it? I don't find it a problem is because I'm. It's mostly because I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about it and sort of saving my income. I'm not trying to keep someone there. And I think maybe how do people talk? about It depends on how you know. If you're if you're a psychoanalyst, I have a lot of psychoanalytic uh, colleagues. Um, you're you're going to be exploring sort of like the defenses and sort of the the. Uh, you know, what are they running away from and, or something like that? And, and you know what, there is something to that uh, potentially, but um, I, I mean, it, it, it really depends. Are they mercenary? Are shrinks mercenary? That's what I really want to know. <laughs> How do you mean? What are you thinking? I'm thinking like, do they really want this client to stay or, or do they worry? Like, are they doing a good job? Is a client going to fire them? Are they worrying about that? Sure. I mean, of course. You're. I mean, you're putting it all on the line. You're. You're vulnerable. Um. And, but I like. Again, I like to. I like to explore it and think about it in terms of. Uh. Like. Like an actor would. I like to think about it in terms of what does that mean about. Uh. This. This person. This. Our relationship. Um. What's happening that's making them insecure about me? And that's and that's a case by case situation. So uh, I can't. That's why I'm having a trouble. Uh, I'm having uh, a hard time answering. See, this is not, why you're a therapist and I'm not, because I couldn't be a therapist because I'd be sitting there the whole time thinking this guy thinks I'm an idiot. He's not listening. He 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 doesn't think I'm doing a very good job. I'm not helping this right. person. So then I'd want to explore that with you or if you were my client, right? No, I'd, no, I'd but wanna... if I was the therapist. Oh, if you were the therapist, uh, That's right. why I can't be a therapist and why you're great at it. You oh, never think that way. I see. I see. I mean, <laughs> well, I, I do, but then I, I do. But, but you know, oftentimes if someone is looking at me like uh, like someone who can fail them. In fact, just recently I even said to someone um, I, I, you know, we had been working together for a while and I explained that, you know, for, it, it seemed relevant to explain that I, uh, have frequently felt the fear of disappointing them. Oh, wow. You said that? Yes. Wow. Well, but, and, but it, and it opened something up for them and they said, oh, well, other people, you know, it, it happened oh, to be true for other people in their lives. Wow. And they asked me to explain what they meant. So we were able to use that as a kind of rehearsal for the wow. rest of their life. Right. Because we had this meta opportunity to talk about the way they make people feel. 
Wow. So you can do that. Wow. That's impressive. You see, right so you, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be shut down by those sort of anxieties. Oh, you wow. can use them. That's impre- that, impre- that, impre- that impresses me, I must say. I must say. So anyway, so we're going to get into, I'm a little nervous about this, so I'm trying to avoid it, but we, we, I want to do this. So we're going to get into, so I'm going to hear Mark talk about like his impress. I want you to like, tell me what, because I have, you know, what you think about it, what you think about the practice, what you think I'm good at, what you think I'm bad. I want some criticism here or some things I could work on. But in, in case you don't know kind of what, what like the, th- the the show, how I started doing it or what, what the actual like dynamic that I sort of work off of kids in your luxury homes out there. I used to say basements, but now I see everybody in a, like a balcony looking over at some ocean or something but anyway so you people on your balconies with your margaritas uh, i just want you to know that what what i what i started out doing and how i kind of look at the process of what i do is i started out doing therapy on stage on audience volunteers so quite often this is what happens either on stage or in a one-on-one you know i done i did a benefit over the summer where i had like a little thing and uh, party goers come and they sit down, they lie down on my couch. I've done it at art fair, stuff like that. And, you know, they, they I kind of help them define their problem, what they want to discuss. And then I try to dig into it and help them, you know, kind of solve it or get an insight or acknowledge it or whatever, help them do like a therapy kind of thing. And then I actually have a fake, I actually have a fake prescription pad and I write them actionable advice. So they get a little souvenir to go home with. But the thing is, so uh, I have heard, you know, some really good things like you're better than my therapist or, you know, you solved my problem in 10 minutes and somebody else took years or things like that. So I have, I mean, I do feel like I am able to connect with people in this sort of like dynamic of me playing the therapist and them being the patient, but I have no training uh, either performing or in therapy, only experience, you know, I have performed at this point. I've been doing it for over 20 years and over tw- 2001. Is that 20 years, 22 yeah. years? And so I started almost. doing it in 2001 and uh, almost. And, uh, you know, now I'm now most, most of it's this radio show where I do it uh, weekly. But anyway, there. OK, I've 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 digressed enough to to. I'm avoiding it. Go ahead, Mark. Just go ahead. Start. Well, I think you're wonderful. Aww. Let's start there. And I, I, I won't say anything critical because I, what I will say is explain the differences between what we we do and uh-huh. our, because it's a different medium. So I have to talk about what you do on your own terms. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I really love is uh, the the sense of play because what you do, um, I think a lot of therapists, real therapists, licensed, could learn from you. Um, because you give yourself so much freedom by by proclaiming that you're you're not licensed, right? So people know what they're getting into. So there's the safety because mm-hmm. there always has to be safety for any mm-hmm. performance or uh, for for therapy. Certainly, um, that's the framework, and within mm-hmm. that framework of safety, you can have fun, and that's what you've you, you've been explicit with people um, about what what they can expect, um, and within that, I, I mean, you're just so playful and curious. Like, I love the name of your show because, you know, somebody needs to give a shit. And I think you really do. <laughs> I think you do. You, you lead, do. Well, I hear it in your voice. It's the way you ask the questions. You're actually curious. Mm. You lead with curiosity. I think more people in the world need to do that 
in general, certainly therapists, but it's in every question you have. You are genuinely curious about each idiosyncratic person who you work with, each mm -hmm. scene partner. Mm -hmm. And I saw I saw a few different ones. You know, they're mm -hmm. different people. Um, and I love I love that. I um, I also like like when you choose to drop the f bomb because it is it it doesn't seem random to me actually. Really, that's nope. so interesting. No, and actually, and I don't want to make you self conscious. No, I'm not. That's Just not self awareness is what that. we want. I'm not worried about that. not self consciousness. I want to you know yeah. Uh, just a, a light awareness of of uh so. Of, of what you're doing, a way to think about what you're doing. Sometimes it's, it's kind of like you break down the wall of defense. If someone's defended, you're using it because you're like, wait a minute there. They seem a little bit more put together than I think. I mean, I want the whole story kind of uh -huh, thing. Uh -huh. And so you use it kind of like a wrecking ball and you just kind of like knock the wall down. Um, like calling them out. Is that yes, what you, you see I it do, as calling them out? But you do it. And again, with play mm -hmm. and, and, and trust and safety, I don't know how you achieve that, but I, I think they can tell that you're not because that could, that's actually a tricky thing because if you're breaking down someone's defense, especially with a curse word, it could provoke, you know, mm -hmm. it could, it could, mm -hmm. you know, stimulate some kind of trauma or something, mm -hmm. but some, there's something about the trust. And I think that makes you both a great performer and therapist, okay. like a great scene partner. Um, but sometimes you use the F-bomb as an invitation to your permission. You're saying, you have permission to be angry at your parent at the same time. Ah. You, you know, you're, you're, you kind of offer it as the, you know, as a way for them to explore and to own another side of themselves. You know, we have anger and that's okay. That can coexist right. with right. being well adjusted or whatever. Right. Um, so there's that. Um, and, you know, I think they trust you because you seem to have a good sense of your own boundaries. And I, that's an ineffable thing. And I, I can't put my finger on it. And you know what? You don't have to answer the question, but mm -hmm. do you, but I'm wondering about sort of if that's conscious and specific in your mind, like what your own parameters are when you're About working. boundaries with other people, like what I can say. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny because I think what I do think about is defenses. Mm. And I think about that therapy is dealing, uh, doing a, Doing therapy, and you tell me, but I think a lot of it does have to do with dealing with people's defenses mm -hmm. and having a sense of, I do think about this consciously, and having a sense of, um, is this going to hurt them? Or this is really, or have an opinion in my own mind, this is what's really going on, but this person is not ready to talk about right, that. Right, So I think, um, I think I do have a sense a sense of that. Yeah. And a sensitivity to, right. To the, the or, person, you don't want to hurt them, but that's what I, that's where the performative skill that I think therapists can, can use mm -hmm. comes from because at the same time, you're not afraid to be free and playful. So, you know, at the same time, but, but you, but you still trust yourself to go there because you're, you're, you're also, you have an eye on not hurting them. Yeah. 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 I think that what I'm trying to do is, I think that um, a lot of it is that I make fun of myself. Mm. I think that like authority is a big theme in my life in general. And so I think that what I'm doing is um, I have a role as an authority but by saying that I have no training. What the hell do I know? Um, I take all that th authority away. So I'm a mm. symbol of authority, but I don't really have any authority 
And also when I, a lot of times when it's a live show, I call, I tell the audience to call out with their own opinions, Hmm. helpful, helpful, only helpful advice. So a lot of times somebody will be in the room saying to me, you know, I don't, this is what I think, or you miss this. And I'm going, wow, I missed that. So I think that there's a lot of, there's that kind of vulnerability. So I think it puts that person in the patient, quote unquote, patient in charge more. I think that's so, this is what I'm saying. This is, you're saying this all like in terms of your experience and intuitiveness, but therapists can learn from exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. Real therapists. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you said about disowning the authority we can do that. I mean, obviously people are afraid because they think, oh, well, we, we are responsible. What does it mean for us to disown our expertise? It's, I'm not saying to disown sort of the, the, the expertise, the training that's going to keep them safe. The, right. What's going to trust, they're trusting you to, to intervene if, if a crisis were to come up or something like that. Wow. But, but within that, uh, you know, given that, how can you play with them and dis- and that's what I try to do. I say the very same things that you do only about oh what do I know or I'm going to I'm going to be wrong about this or You do say that? Oh all the time. But but I'm when I, I hear say that it, enough. <laughs> I say I say it uh to play a character as if I'm, you know, like like you do, but but they know it's a kind of meta exercise, right? Cuz right. cuz they know they're in, we're in two places at once. They know that they're safe with me. They know that we're safe uh t- to kind of experiment that way. That I'm not a hack, that I'm not like just sort of Speaking of, I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll use like a, a silly voice or something if, if it's calling oh. to me, if I feel like, um, y- you know, I, I would be like, oh, if I was like one of your friends, I'd be like, your mom's really controlling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, but, but, but I'm acknowledging. You can make fun of yourself too. Exactly. So I can, I can, I give permission to be sort of the silly, dull, like not expert parts of myself. And for the same reason that uh, you do what you do, which is to open up their creative freedom mm-hmm. so that they can think, just to open up their minds. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they can, a real therapist should watch what you do and borrow from <laughs> it. Um, I'm going to write that down and put that, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to cut out this little, this little clip and put it on my uh, website. But um, of you saying that endorsement, <laughs> I got an endorsement, folks. I'm using this. Um, that's what this is all about. So um, uh, what I was going to say is that, um, yeah, I think that um, what I'm trying, I think that um, a lot of times I find that people get caught up in, caught up in like they take their their problems too seriously. Not that it's not serious to them, but they think that it has a bigger effect or that they're, it's more horrible. It's so bad, whatever they're think, think about whatever they're thinking about. And I think a lot of times making fun of that, you can mm. diffuse those things and then they, it relieves them too, mm-hmm. you know, as long. Yes. And that's a, again, that's a fine, it's a tricky balance because you want people to know that they're validated at the same right. time. If it, but yeah, so, but, but uh, yeah, so it's to find a way to play without and join them in their experience without invalidating them. So, but right. which is what you, you seem to be able to do. Well, I also think that the um, trope that I have set up where it's sort of fun, like people always want to, is it funny or serious? And I just say both. Does that make sense yeah, to you? It's kind absolutely. of both. Yeah. So, um, but I think the fact that it, the the situation what I what really inspired me was the situation that you're doing 
therapy in front of all these people and everybody. So it's a public thing instead of a private thing. But I think there can be something really cathartic about that because if I say to, like, if somebody says, well, you know, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I eat potato chips before I go to bed and I'm really embarrassed about it. And I'm like, are you kidding that, you know, that's great. I, you know, I do whatever. And we right. just, and you have the whole audience just thinking that's hilarious. Right. Then that person's never going to worry about it. It could be cathartic, that right. kind of thing, right. that kind of thing. Right. You know, which you cannot do in a private session. No. You can't really make fun of that person because there's no one in that same way. Right. Because it's just you and them. There's no I one can else to when, confuse it. I can when we've had enough time together and they trust me. You yeah. Know, they know I'm not. Yeah. When but, they know you. But, but the advantage on the, on the flip side of that, the advantage of having no mm-hmm. audience it means that there's more room for failure. There's more room for meandering. There's more room like it's there's there's more room for like uh, non-radio friendly, you know, just kind of wandering and listening and quiet. Right. You don't have and, to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Which is a kind <laughs> Which I is, do have to worry about that a little bit. <laughs> yes, right? Which has its value, but it's certainly a kind of pressure too at the same time. It's, it's a double-edged sword, but it's, um, but I, and I, and that's why as an actor, even I, that's why I, I loved rehearsal more than, than actual performing when I was an actor, because I loved the continuity and the, and the, um, the opportunity to take risks and, and to fail. Yeah. You know, I got, you know, you, to, to fail and to know that uh, no one's watch, it's not cut and print. You know, and that you can yeah. you, you can learn from it. I mean, there's nothing better than redemption, really. Right, <laughs> right. Well, you like the process. Yeah, I of love doing it. it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's like why I like doing radio because the process is it's all process because there's no audience. Mm. Well, know, there is, but there no, we can't but there's see them. no. There, there, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, accountable in the moment. Mm. They can be, they're probably all doing something else at the same time. You're not you know? thinking about them the way I am right now. I'm, you're not thinking about <laughs> no, our people. Not as much as you are, obviously. <laughs> well, I just see them all as luxuriating on their, their terraces <laughs> and stuff. Oh, uh, um, but I mean, I'm, you know, I just get lost in it. But I also, um, one of the things that I was thinking about that I think is, is what was I saying? What was I thinking about? I had this question about that's really, really different between the uh, mediums of what we do. The mediums of what we do, which is, I lost my train of thought. I, blank, I blanked on that, but it'll come back in a second. But um, uh, what was it? I forget. I forget. It'll come back in a second. I got distracted. <laughs> Well, you're talking about the advantages of of having the live audience and definitely having that sort of the the laughter, the validation from from the audience is helpful for the guest, for the client. Yeah, I think I think that is I think that is helpful. But I think that. um, Oh, this is what I was going to say. Thanks for helping me get this back. So that took up the whole show. So is it (laughs) over yet? Um, What what I was going to say is that I think that um, that. um, Oh, God. (laughs) You're fine. You I'm are in nervous. the company of a compassionate I'm therapist. I'm really nervous. I'm screwing this up. No, you're not. See, this is what I mean. This is what I, I like to give my clients this opportunity. Psycho, this is. I have a painting that says compliments. My psychotherapist actually said compliments make me psychotic. Like I did. I that really that really 
That really Have I been giving you too many compliments? No, I don't know. I just... I'm afraid of them. I'm afraid <laughs> that you're feeling pressured. I'm afraid that you're feeling pressured to encourage me. Oh, I see. <laughs> I have to say, and I'm perfectly honest, if, if I felt you were doing something irresponsible, I, I would tell you. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say, actually. Thank you very much. So that's exactly what I was going to say. So, and I have had this a couple of times. Somebody had like maybe a drug or alcohol problem or something really serious. Mm -hmm. So what, that's exactly, thank you for bringing me back. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about. So what's the dip? Like, how do you see, obviously, you know, that isn't something that I deal with very often, but what do you Mm -hmm. see the difference between what you do and what I do as far Mm -hmm. as, I mean, you have people that may be, dangerous to themselves or other people, right? Well, I'm an outpatient, a private practice. So there are limits to, uh, there are limited resources. So I mean, I have to make sure that people are not, you know, an immediate threat to themselves. Right. Um, You know, obviously, you know, danger to oneself or to someone else is something that is, you know, in everybody's potential. But, um, but so, yeah, so it's, it's a very specific. uh, So you don't get people, so you don't get people who are, uh, but you would know how to deal with them, right? Well, I have referrals, you know, but, but I would, yeah, I would certainly. But I mean, like the kind of thing is like, I, um, like one time actually I had somebody, this is a long time ago, somebody came on stage and um, they said something about murdering their mother. Oh dear. And it was like a really freaky moment where everybody just went silent. And um, like what, I mean, I have no responsibility really in this. I mean, it was something that had happened in the past and stuff like that. It wasn't like an immediate problem, but I. Wait, it, it, that it had happened? That event had taken place? Or their mother was place? murdered? Was it, they had something to do with it? I, I'm trying to remember. Their mother, definitely their mother was murdered. You didn't send me that, that YouTube I, I don't clip. Ha- I, don't, I have to go find, I don't know if I have it or not, but something like really serious wow. like that where everybody went. And, and what I did was I handled it by saying, I, I just want you to know that everyone, it was probably not he murdered, I don't remember, but it was, but what I said was, I just want you to know that I myself, and I speak for every, I think I can speak for everyone here, is just really feeling supportive of you and wants you to know that, you know, we appreciate, you know, that you're really brave to put that out there and that you're you feel the support. I want you to feel the support from everybody. Wow. And then we all applaud it. Wow. So, I mean, it's a stage show. The person's not going to be there. You know what I mean? It's not like, did they continue talking after, at that point or was it, was that, was that you gave them a prize and they, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We, t- we talked about it. We talked about, we talked about it seriously. Once everybody, we talked about it. I mean, it was like a, you know, everybody got 13 minutes. So we talked about it a little bit after that. It wasn't like they just, but it did shut up everybody. So that's an extreme example. But what, I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is mm. I didn't have, mm-hmm. I don't have any tools. I don't have any official right, tools. Right. Like if somebody came to you, right. one of your patients, right. one of your regular patients came in and they said, I feel like I'm going to kill myself right now. You have the skill set and the authority, well, not just authority, but you know exactly what to do. Well, the first, I mean, we would call 911 is the first thing we would do. And if it was, if it was an immediate and imminent threat, of course. But you wouldn't be like, oh my God, what do I do now? 
Right, right, right. <laughs> right? Right, exactly. Would yes. you be confident in a situation like that? I mean, I don't think anybody, I mean, I would Confidence know what. not the right I, word, but. Right. You, I, I would, as a professional, I, I, I would have resources to go to for sure. Yeah. Internal like, and also external. Yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, this is over my head. Right. Or right. over my pay grade. I have, you know, referred people many times times of something serious. I will say like, this is too much. This isn't something that I'm equipped to deal with. This is what I think you should do. That's good. Yeah. You know, and the, and the front end, do you give them, do you give people sort of, uh, uh, expectations about where the limits are or what, what your limits are? Maybe that could be helpful so that you don't, you know, so that to prevent someone from, you know, saying something that, that makes you feel overwhelmed. Well, see, that wouldn't be very good for the theater, would it? <laughs> oh, the theat- the theatrics. Safety's people okay. Are gonna wanna, people want to think like, people want to think like, oh, we're going to hear some really, I mean, there's, you know, uh, I mean, I remember, I mean, you know, people like, I mean, I've had people cry and stuff. One time this guy was saying how spoiled he thought his wife was and how he had to support her and he started crying in front of her and everybody in the room. Wow. Shit like that. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that the boundaries that are set up are the fact of... There's the, an audience and they know what they're getting into, right? Right, right, right. They're going to a theater. They are in a theater mm. that has a time limit. But that's another thing that I was going to say that I think makes my job so much easier is the fact that most of the people that I speak with here on the radio and, you know, out, out there in the world as a therapist or a fake therapist, call it whatever you want. Um, I know I'm never going to see them again. I don't really know them. And I know that I'm not going to see them again. And I think there's a hell of a lot of freedom in that. There's, you know, do you see, do you, do you see that? Uh, I recognize, you mean, do I I recognize the difference? Yeah, Yeah. that, that must be really different for you. Yes, but I like, I've learned to like, you know, you have to have a great deal of humility to be both an actor or a a therapist, right? Because you have to be able to grow through failure. Right. You're getting it wrong. You get closer to people, whether it's your scene partner, you know, an actor might be thinking about the character by failing. Mm-hmm. And I fail my, I, I don't enjoy failing them, but I know that it's part of the process and mm-hmm. I know that it's going to help me to get closer to them. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, if I, we have a session where it's like, oh, they really don't like me today or, you know, I, I've let them down somehow, or I said that stupid thing. You do think. Oh God, of course I think that, but, but, and, and that, but then I have learned to allow that to be part of the process to, to help me. To, it informs what I do next time and mm-hmm. what I might even bring up with them less. I might even say to someone God, you know, I said that stupid thing last time. Let's explore. How did that happen? What happened between us? And then they know they, they over time start to get the, the idea that this that the security comes from the idea that, oh, we can actually it's not getting it right the first time. It's that we have the freedom to talk about what happened as we go. So will you say, I'm sorry, I think I made a mistake or I shouldn't Always. have said that? Oh, yeah. yeah. If I mean, if if I think, yeah. If Did I they think, ever say I want my money back or something? <laughs> uh, I mean, well, they say that by not coming back. You know, they just don't come back or try not. Have to, you know. been hurt by that? Somebody not coming back? Um, uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, yes, of course. Of course. Um, uh, Do you usually understand why they didn't come back? I mean, it's usually not a surprise. Uh-huh. It's usually not. Um, uh, yeah, but then I, I, I've also just learned to, 
I somebody once said that the therapy never stops. It's the meetings in the office that stop. Um, oh, that's an excellent point. So I think I do think about it in the continuum of my sort of therapeutic relationship with this person. And I try mm-hmm. to think about what it means, because the truth is sometimes people actually do call you a couple years later. That has oh, happened, too. Right. Oh, it sounds like they broke up with you forever. <laughs> right. right. Do you do you feel like do you ever feel like a loss? Like, oh, I really like that person. Yeah, of and course. Then like, of course. Do you ever tell people that you think you've done as much work as you can or that they've solved their problem? Time to go. Um, give yes. them a, do you give them a certificate? Though? Well, it's not <laughs> like it, I would. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. I, t- I tend to let people make do their, you own- their families come and do a little <laughs> ceremony. That's what I would do. But no, I mean, but do, do, do you ever like say, you know, I think you're I think you're good or every case is different. I mean, it's I don't think of it. I don't think of it that way. I mean, I, I might. I might say to someone like, oh, it sounds like you're at the point where we we worked through the goal that we wanted to achieve. And now it seems like you are more interested in having friends than a therapist uh, or you know, something like that you, might. Mm-hmm. But but I it, I don't. But again, I don't really think of it in terms of sort of like, oh, now 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 this person's well, they've gone through the the program. <laughs> right, right, you know, it's right, so right. different. And, you know, it's it, there's no shame in having a therapist, choosing to have a therapist in your life for your whole life. People have religious counselors yeah, in their life. Yeah. You know, always or, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, so there's a way in which if it's if it's working, it, there's nothing to be ashamed of, really. Right, it doesn't right. have to come to an end. Right. Right. So can you tell me some things that are, I'm much more comfortable with criticism? And I know you said you weren't going to criticize me, but there must be some things that you think I could improve or work on. Or or anything as a performer, as a therapist, as a performer, anything. He's he's looking up like what oh can I gosh. say? Are you, how do you feel about me asking that? Are you? Does that make you uncomfortable? Yes, because and somebody actually. See, I told you. <laughs> it's one of the things I like to. My probably one of my sort of uh, things that I work on with myself is probably I I lean toward wanting uh, probably wanting to give compliments more than criticism. Of course you do. Um. But it that, just as a that's person. That's why you're here with me because I need the <laughs> I need the criticism. But this but is you're look, challenging look at me it, as well. Look, look at it. <laughs> oh, good. It's a, it's a therapist off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so here's the thing that um, I never get to talk to anybody like you that has um, training and understands the combination of therapy and performing the way I the, the way I do really. Mm. And so I know you're not an expert on my work because there's, you know, I sent you a few video, select videotapes or audio and audio tapes and stuff like that. Um, but um, it would be a gift if mm. you have anything that you think that I could become more aware of or work on or anything. So you would be doing me mm. like I'm 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 not asking. I'm not asking to be like, I'm not asking to be hit. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's like, it no. would be good. See, this will be a growth experience. If I think it would be, I think you could, I think you could see that this is an up. I see this from my point of view as an opportunity to get some um, perspective um, from somebody who I trust because I think you're incredibly ethical and um, and you have a lot of training and information that I don't have. So if there's anything that you think that you are comfortable 
Um, right. Letting it, me know that would be something that would, be that a, would help you would, do your job even better. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> I'm not going to charge you for this. This is free. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I wonder if, 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 you know, do people have like a safe word? Like when, when you're having sex on you and you have a safe word, if mm-hmm. they, you know, you don't want it to go too, too far. Like stop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could let, and you know, I mean, cause you, I guess the only thing, and it's not something that you've done cause everything that you've, I've seen, like it seems uh-huh. very safe and that everyone seems to understand that they feel safe. But- well, you know, that's a really good question actually, because I didn't say this with you. It didn't even actually occur to me because this is one of the things, you know, this was, this is all about me, but, um, what I normally say to people, especially like um, if I know, like last week I had somebody who was particularly vulnerable, made themselves very vulnerable. And what I will say before we get on the air is um, the most important thing is about the show is that you have a good time. If you have a good time, the show is a success. Oh, I love that. I am not here to get you to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. And please help me help you. Um, not, however, it's easiest for you not to talk about what you don't want to talk about. I think that's great. I, I, I know you, I'm going to make you psychotic with another compliment, but I mean, <laughs> I really do think you have really good instincts. I mean, I guess what, what I can offer is like a question. So where do you think those instincts come from? I mean, you have a strong sense that there has to be a frame in order to have the freedom within it. So how right. do where does that yeah, come it does from need for you? Structure. I think that honestly, what what I'm trying to do is um, make other people feel better because I think that in my upbringing, I was always like, you know, my older brother was the smart one and the one who did who was good, and I was like the bad kid and a failure and all this stuff, and I got a lot of criticism and a lot of you know, frankly, emotional abuse. Mm. And um, I think that I have empathy with people that have emotional abuse and I kind of want to soothe mm. soothe that or solve that. I think that's common, right? Mm-hmm. That people, if you're hurt or you have a, you're lacking in something, you want to help other people you want to make it better for you and you want to make it better for other people right Right, of course so you want to recognize it in in them you want to help to soothe them and then also give offer them some of your resilience which has to do a lot to do with humor too because you offer your humor in a very sort of soothing way like you're giving them permission to to live more to to laugh at themselves yes i also think that um i am not Really, I think I actually think one of my biggest strengths, and I've thought about this lately, is that I'm not really that afraid of being humiliated. Strengths, Mm. charms and downfalls, because I think I've had so much humiliation in my Mm. life that there's just not like a whole lot. There's nowhere left to go. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's like, so what? I've gone through so much really painful humiliation that uh, I'm not afraid of being humiliated anymore. And, you know, maybe, yeah, that may be where some of what I'm sensing comes from because, and, and you, and what I, I mean, I really do think it's generous the way you offer that to, to the people that you, you engage. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot back. Sometimes I worry about like being, um, you know, taking, I mean, I worry about taking myself too seriously. Oh, I'm so like helpful. 
Or I see. So I'm not helping with that no, part not, <laughs> at all. I don't know. But you know, I mean, the if we think about the, I wouldn't criticize you, but I think. Um, oh, go ahead. It's, no, it's way, it. back to uh, the please, please. Because I was particularly in, like I was interested in the in the in the f bomb. Like, like I really? <laughs> always, why is that a bit fuck? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. No, when you use you can it. say fuck on here anytime you want. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. No, but it's when it, I'm the timing and when it's deployed in the really? sessions because I noticed the pattern of when it happens. Interesting. It tends to happen when someone um uh it, it, it see you usually you're just like oh gosh don't you fucking hate it when when people are just so put together and it's usually it comes at a time where someone seems to have resolved something. Um, that the person that, that seems to be like, oh, it seems to have come to a place of resolution. or it's like, oh no, it's fine. And you're like, don't you fuck, you're, you're so well adjusted. You're so fucking. And, and all I would offer, I think there's nothing necessarily wrong with that is to, is the, it's just to think about it, about how it, how it's being used actually is, is, um, cause like I said before, sometimes it could be giving someone permission to have anger as well as, you know, resolve or kind of understanding of someone. We're so afraid to let those feelings, anger coexist. So, so with. why, why does the word fuck stand out for you? Not, not, not. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I don't necessarily mean just the choice of the word. I think it's, it's more what you're, you're, when you tend to use it, it, it tends to be as a, as a kind of tearing down the, res, the resolve that the person seem, you know, the, the kind of stable resolve. So you mean you resolve. think I get somebody to like get their shit together and then I'm like, fuck that. No, I think I think you're I think you it's something I think you tend to have a reaction when they are not acknowledging their anger. That's what I mean to say. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see yeah. what I mean? Big on that. Yeah, you're right. Because I often I, fi- I find that frustrating. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. OK, this- no, you're absolutely right. Because um, was that annoying to you or did it seem annoying or was that? No, 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 no. no. I, I just wondered did- how aware you were of, of sort of. Of how uh, it, it it can be used as an intervention. Oh you know? uh, well, yeah, I am really aware of um, because I notice when people, um, you know, it happened last week. This woman was saying like really nice things about her family member, and then at the end, it was like, "How did you?" But you just said all these nice things, but that doesn't sound very nice. And it's because there's a lot of people that don't want to be angry at somebody. And I think that that hurts them because being angry is okay. And I think if somebody can say, I'm really mad at you, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, I have this client who's also my friend and we had, we had a couple, we had a couple of fights this week cause we were working together. And I think about how nice it is that we can have a fight and like it makes us closer, like You're more so trust. Lucky. It, more relationships should be like that. That's how they get stronger. Right, right, right. And so that's the kind of mm. anger that I want people to recognize because I think like you can really be mad at your mother or your mm-hmm. somebody close to you, your husband, your wife. But that doesn't mean that it it it's a non-judgmental thing and it doesn't mean you're right or wrong or there's right or wrong. You're just angry and that's infuriating. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you, how do you deal with that? How do you deal no. with that shit? <laughs> In my own life? Or and with- it, well, no, well, with other people. <laughs> um, I bet you don't get angry enough. <laughs> no, I have, I do. You have you to do? talk you're to my husband that? about okay, that. I certainly all right. do. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 so that answers my question. So you are aware of sort of like how that functions when it comes up and, and what you're interested in there. Um, the only thing I would say about that is just, is, um, and you haven't, 
you haven't done this yet. So I don't even, but, but you want something uh, instructive. And I mean, just to say, just to be careful because uh, sometimes people can split sort of because they, they might hear you saying uh, to just kind of go in the attack with their family. And if it, if, if it uh, oh. and it, it can threaten their their sense of attachment, so sometimes people can hear you and not really hear it as if if you're kind of aggressive in a moment like that, and hear it as encouraging them to split on their families, and they don't want to hear oh, that. Oh, so okay, it's a no, that's good to know. Just so a get, tricky balance. Because sometimes I do get um, pushback on that. Do you? Well, sometimes a lot of times I will encourage somebody that. You know, I think, you know, you could be angry at that person and it's okay or whatever. And they don't want to admit that they're angry or maybe I'm wrong too. That's possible. They just aren't. But I think that is a tricky area. And I think people are resistant to that. And if they are, I like to drop it immediately. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, I agree or what, you know, I don't push that. But right. I do think that's pro- what you're explaining is probably what I do bump up against sometimes. Right, right. And you just, because you, you don't know until you play with play with a little bit and you see how the person responds. But right. then you start to figure out, oh, okay, so there, the attachment feels that precarious to that person. So right. we have to be a little bit more right. delicate Right, so something to be aware of, which is, which is important too. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, I was going to say there was this one incident that really stuck with me. Maybe you can help me understand this. I had, um, I did this thing with comedians and the comedians would come on. It's called stand up, lie down. And the comedians would come on and do a set. And then I would do therapy on them after their set. (laughs) And there was one comedian who remains nameless, who was furious at me that I don't think that person was prepared for the therapy part, which I didn't anticipate because, I mean, you know. Why did they agree to do it? I don't know. Um, they wanted to be on a book show. And mm. um, it's hard being a comic, believe I, yeah. I guess. it seemed, But anyway, so they like got mad and then I, I couldn't get booked at that venue again. They complained <gasps> about me and shit like that. It was so, what, so. What was the provocative Thing that just them stuff off. about their families or something, just questions. And mm. I mean, it did, I did take it seriously and made me question like, but do you, do you understand what happened there? Can well, you explain I, I that to me? <laughs> I don't know the specifics of it, but um, uh, yeah, obviously something um, I've severed the kind of the trust. And I mean, people can get uh, uh, sometimes we, we have, uh, we can get very aggressively defensive uh, of uh, when we feel too vulnerable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we feel, you know, if we feel like um, we're exploited, you know what I mean? It's the feeling, oh, it's the the feeling of feel exploitation exploited. where, you know, it's the, the, when I, that's why I say self-awareness versus self-consciousness. I mean, it, it is what you kind of want is the goal mm-hmm. of therapy really is um, because people, uh, when you feel, when you feel kind of like you're a t- you're being targeted or you're exploited, you can't see mm-hmm. while you're being seen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. the feel like being in the spotlight and everyone else is in the dark. Mm-hmm. That's usually when someone splits on you like mm-hmm. that. That's their internal experience. I think there experience. was a certain, a certain arrogance to that person because um, I think that um, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to exploit them. 
And well, they, you weren't trying to, but he may have, they, thought, they may have felt. They yeah. thought they thought I was. See, I said he. They you said arrogant, and I thought man. See how the subconscious female, works. Female. <laughs> see that? I'll be honest. It was a female. Huh. Uh, I think that she felt um, like. I think a lot of comedians, you know, I think it's hard for comedians and I have done a lot of work with comedians and I had that show stand up, lie down for a while, but I think it's hard because I think that they do, they, they practice vulnerability constantly. Mm. And also people are interested in them in that they're entertainers and they're entertaining on their own. And I think, I think they can get, I think they could get exploited. Mm. I mean, if you had, I've had some fairly well-known comedians on, and I think like those people probably, if you're a really well-known, if you're pretty well-known and you're out all the time performing, then your sense of self mm-hmm. and your sense of what you put out there, you could feel exploited, right? Sure, of course. I mean, that's probably what's going on. Is that it? Uh, it's absolutely, because yeah. your your uh, your persona your, is not um, in your control all the time, you know? Right, right. And I was going to say, I've learned that I actually enjoy doing this more with people who aren't performers than people who are because they have so, so much of a more of an agenda, right? Could you see that with knowing actors and yes. stuff? They have their own agenda. Absolutely. <laughs> well, they have to promote something. <laughs> right, right. But also it's like, you know, they, they, they're acting when they're on stage with me on live on stage. It's bad to have other performers as but- Clients. The people who do come up are they're not t- people you, who want to be actors even mm, typically occasionally occasionally they are but generally um well, no. someone who wants to be seen or wants an audience right? I think you know the first one it's usually three people three different and the first one's a little bit like oh yeah this I'll give this a shot I'm brave but then I think like once things settle down and, and I try to get everybody in the same uh, place in the same moment, I think people think, oh, I can see the benefit of this or I can see the fun of this. And then by the third person, people are, I, I make them pitch. Well, who should we listen to? What are you going to talk about? Oh, what that are you sounds talk- awful. That sounds hostile. <laughs> I know it is, right? <laughs> it's like an audition in front of a big audience. That's awful. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to be doing one of these shows uh, in the fall and I'll let you know. But I, can you believe how fast this Yeah. I even missed my station idea. I hope Tom, I'm sorry, Tom. I I really made a good plug. But anyway, I just want people to, um, you're so charming. And I mean that you're so charming. I, 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 you must be, oh, getting to spend an hour a week with you must be heaven. Oh, wow. Uh, Mark Connell therapist.com. And you should also check out his book, the performing art of therapy. I know you can get that at uh, Amazon and everything else. Stick around. We're going to have, do you know that um, folks, did you know that he had his book launch for the performing art of therapy at housing works and the shrink who was on big little lies helped him with his book and was actually there at the, what's her name? Robin Weigert. She's a yeah, wonderful she was there and she really helped artist, you. Actor. Yeah. 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 Cause there is a, there is a, there is a connection between performing therapy and art there's no doubt about it so thanks again uh stick around and uh um at dr lisa levy sp come by say hi send me a note whatever you like all right so stay put lost and rewound next up dr lisa 
shit.